The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't change me All right, uh, let's have a look at the Matildas before we speak to our next special guest. Pack Stadium at Marvel today. In fact, right now, uh, a sellout crowd to see the Matildas in action, to see if they can uh, make uh, qualification for the Paris Olympic Games later this year. Well, they're there. They won 3-0 away from home in Tashkent. And... They're currently leading 4-0. They were 4-0 up after only 16 minutes. 36 degrees in Melbourne today. It's still 35 currently. I just checked the forecast. So it's a sweltering Marvel Stadium at this point in time. And it looks like uh, Uzbekistan's players, the Uzbeks, who are coming out of uh, probably sub-zero temperatures back home, being winter in the Northern Hemisphere, have just melted in the heat in Melbourne, and uh, at the moment, trail by four goals to nil. So the Matildas lead 7-0 on aggregate. One thing's for sure is that the Matildas are going to the Olympic Games because they will win this very comfortably. And it's a real party atmosphere at Marvel Stadium. People are enjoying the fact that the goals are going in fairly regularly. And what's really interesting is that Michelle Heyman, the 35-year-old who hadn't played for the Matildas for six years who came in as a bit of a surprise when Sam Kerr was ruled out. She scored a goal in the away leg in Tashkent when the Matildas won 3-0. She has got a hat-trick already. She has got a hat-trick for Australia. Uh, The first goal was an own goal in the opening minute, and then she has scored goals after four minutes, eight minutes, and 16 minutes. The game has now travelled 22 and it's Australia 4, Uzbekistan nil. All right, let's go to our next special guest at 29 to 6 here on Sports Day uh, WA with Peter Vlahos, if you're listening on SEN 657 here in Perth and the metro area. Great to have your company. You can join us on the text line. We've got a few coming through, actually, and that text line is always available for you on 0487-736-736, or you can join us on the Scarborough Toyota Open line, they're situated in Scarborough Beach Road in Aussie Park, 13-12-55. Big event last night, big event last night, because it was a tribute, it was a reflection on what has been a marvellous career at the head of the biggest sporting franchise here in Western Australia, if not one of the biggest in the country. And we're talking about the West Coast Eagles. Outgoing CEO Trevor Nisbet, who took over the reins after being football manager at the Eagles to take on the CEO's role when Brian Cook departed. And Nizzy took over in 1999 and held the mantle until Don Pike was uh, uh, basically formally uh, given the position just a short time ago. So Nizzy's been there until basically the end of 2023, even in the early days of this year uh, in the transitional phase with Nizzy handing over the reins to the former West Coast Eagles Premiership player. I thought we'd look back at last night and get a gentleman who was there and also reflect on his time inside the offices, inside the inner sanctum of the West Coast Eagles with the man that Nizzy appointed over 20 years ago as the role of the media manager, the head of the media department. We're talking about Gary Stocks, and Gary Stocks now joins us here on Sports Day WA. Stocksy, thanks for your time. 
Yeah, my pleasure, Peter. Very special night last night at Subiaco Oval, the old Subiaco Oval that looks very different these days from what it was uh, when it was the heart of football in this city and state. Tell us about the event last night where the great Trevor Nisbet was honoured and I believe it was a, a great gathering. It, it was a, a great gathering and a uh, fair tribute to uh, what Trevor Nisbet has contributed, not just to the West Coast Eagles, but to, to football more broadly. But um, start with the venue. I sort of hadn't been there before. Um, before last night, since we moved out uh, five years ago. And it was quite a stunning backdrop, to be honest. Um, there's a pavilion that's been created on the uh, northern side of the ground, just behind the old dugouts, and some of the old seats are still in there. And it was, uh, it was really terrific. Um, great, place, great place for this function. Who organised it all for Nizzy? Was it was the events department there at the West Coast? Yeah, it was our events team. Uh, they create, they uh, obviously uh, created the uh, the occasion and selected the location, and it couldn't have been more perfect. Given that uh, before he was at the Eagles, of course, he was at Subiaco, and and before that, he's Perth. So, had spent uh, a lot of time at Subiaco Oval, and. Um, it was just a, a terrific backdrop. Yeah, very fitting indeed. And I was just going to say, uh, he spent uh, many, many a day over a long period of time in the midst of uh, Subiaco where the farewell function was conducted last night. Who were some of the special guests uh, that were present? Well, I guess uh, it was indicative of the standing that Trevor has in the industry that um, AFL CEO Andrew Dillon and a number of uh, other executives made the effort to be across here. Um, also, some um, uh, high-profile people from other clubs. So, uh, CEO uh, Greg Swan from Brisbane and also uh, Brendan Gale from Richmond, they were there. Uh, Collingwood President Jeff Brown was there. And, of course, there were some of our own luminaries like uh, Mick Malthouse and uh, Bill Kerr, who was an early CEO at the footy club. So, those people came across from, uh, from the East Coast to be there for last night, and um, I, I thought it was uh, very moving. Yeah, and I believe there was past players there, and uh, uh, and there's been a lot of people that have been with Trevor Nisbet through the journey, you included. We'll get back to that in a moment. But what did Nizzy have to say last night? No doubt he spoke to the assembled multitude there. What was the, the general feeling in the crowd when Nizzy spoke about his time at West Coast? I think he was probably a little overwhelmed, and... Um, as you would know, he actually doesn't enjoy the spotlight that much. Um, and he was a bit reticent to, uh, to get involved at all. But uh, he was interviewed on stage by Basil and uh, just reflected uh, on his entire journey, uh, thanked all the people and recognised all the people that had been part of that um, back from uh, 1989 when he started as, uh, as football manager um, right through until today. So... Uh, and there was a great cross section of people. You, you touched on some of the um, some of the past players who were there, and among those were uh, Phil Scott uh, and uh, and Dwayne Lamb uh, from back in the very early days of the, of the footy club, and then uh, Premiership players Andrew Embley, Darren Glass, um, Shannon Hearn, uh, Josh Kennedy, Mark Lacroix, and of course Nick Nutnui. So there was a great cross section. Of, uh, of people and staff who have been involved in uh, in Trevor's journey and um, it was a really uh, terrific tribute. And I believe, from what I've been told, that uh, Trevor Nisbet had a bit of a say on some of the people he would like to have uh, invited. 
to be present last night. Yeah, he did, and uh, he obviously had some input. And I think in the end, there were about 360 people there, which uh, was was great. You know, it was it was a fitting farewell for a, a guy who's given so much to the game. But um, one of the things about Trevor, and um, you know, he's such a loyal person. Uh, there were people back from the, his days when he played footy at South Bunbury before he even came to Perth so uh, and had a crack at East Perth. Um, didn't quite cut it uh, as a player, but obviously as an administrator, um, he's been a, uh, a, a wonderful asset to the game and uh, done himself very proud. I remember you and uh, I, Stocksy, are East Perth supporters. I reckon we would have remembered Nizzy in the uh, reserves, uh, the nuggety back pocket player that he was for East Perth in those very early days when he came up from Bunbury. Yeah, number 48. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he played in four reserves uh, grand finals and obviously a couple of premierships there. Um, and it was interesting because it was a bit of a roast last night as much as anything else. So it was a bit of fun. And um, he, he probably had the thickest calves I've ever seen on, <laughs> uh, on, a, on, on a player and, uh, and stumpy legs. So uh, they got a fair workout uh, during the course of the night as uh, people like uh, Chris Allen spoke about him and... Uh, and, and others, so it was um, it was a bit of fun as well as uh, a tribute. Chris Allen, gee, that's a blast from the past. He's the same age as me. He used to play junior footy against Chris Allen when he played with Paul Hyde and those guys at the Dinella Junior Football Club, and I was playing at Ingwood. I tell you what, he was a fair player in junior footy and, of course, played in the 1978 East Perth Premiership team, which was uh, terrific. What about you, Stocksy? You were there. Uh, you basically started together when Nizzy took over as the CEO of the West Coast Eagles. Uh, tell us about uh, Gary Stocks and Trevor Nisbet's association. Yeah, well, we we do go back to the waffle days and um, when I was reporting on footy back then. Uh, and you mentioned the strong East, East Perth vibe that we have. And um, and Niz was a, a key down there, uh, more so in the administrative role before he went across to Subiaco. Um but, yeah, so it started way back then, um, and we, we got on from, from the start. We're both sort of uh, country blokes. Niz from Bunbury and I'm from Albany. Um, so there was a, almost an instant connection. We always got on. Uh, in, to, in my time as a journo, when, um, when Niz was uh, in the football admin business, we didn't always um, see eye to eye. We had different opinions on different subjects from time to time, and uh, we could have a robust discussion, if you like, and then... Um, uh, get on with it and uh, and work cohesively together. So, and then um, after his appointment as CEO in uh, 1999, he appointed me about 12 months later to the uh, to the role of GM Communications here. And I think that's also indicative of the vision that he had. Um, he saw where footy clubs were going. There was the need to have um, presence in that media management space, but also um, to cast forward and start creating some of our own content. And when I first started, it was a bit of a misnomer because I was general manager of communications and I was the only one in it. Um, and now I've got a team of 15, and that includes videographers, uh, graphic designers, our social media team and our media team. So uh, he uh, visualised that coming together um, 25 years ago, which is extraordinary. Amazing. What was he like as a boss, Stocksy? Because he was your boss. Yeah, he was... Well, well, as I said, we're pretty closely aligned on most things. Um, and, uh, you know, I could have my own view uh, and I would often put that. But if uh, if 
if Trevor saw it a different way, that was a, that was the track we went down. But you could have a discussion about it, um, and then reach consensus. And um, you know, he was more than fair, and he's probably. If somebody asked me to describe in one word what uh, what trait best suits Trevor is, but I'd, I would say loyalty. And um, you know, he, he'd always have you back. He was a he was a great uh, a great leader. Um, I think indicative of that is that most of the executive at the footy club have been here uh, quite some time, and he supported he supported all of us through some challenging moments and. Um, such a such a strong and considered person who had a great vision of, of what was unfolding in front of us. And last night was just a fitting way to say farewell to a great custodian of WA football. And I gather, Gary, as we leave you, there hasn't been too many over the years that have contributed so much to the state of WA football than Trevor Nisbet. No, I think one of the other things, we, we, we had a number of speakers last night, and one of them... Um, was a, a man called Peter Physic that uh, your audience would know nothing about, but he was president of the uh, East Coast Eagles. And um, uh, Trevor uh, helped the East Coast Eagles, a Sydney-based team in, their, in the uh, local league over there, to actually survive. There was an alignment formed between us and them, and who were the Walkham Hills Falcons, and uh, they became the East Coast Eagles that have become a bit of a powerhouse in the local competition, but they were set to be uh, dumped from, from that local league. So his tentacles uh, spread far and wide, and he just has such a, a great love and passion for the game. And I think um, uh, hopefully he's not lost to the game because he still has much to offer. Yeah, and that was going to be my farewell question. Uh, do you think he'll have some sort of involvement uh, in football going forward after he has a bit of time to just reflect on his career and his long tenure at West Coast? Yeah, well, I hope he does, and I... I think uh, it'd be great if the AFL uh, got to be involved somewhere because he's a he's a very deep uh, thinker on the game, has some great philosophies around the um, uh, the broader aspects of, of footy, and um, you know I think perhaps having a look at the draft situation and um, trying to uh, fashion a, the best way forward for that, given that the compromises that are, are currently in place. Um, with academies and and the like, I think he could uh, he could do some great work in that space. Yeah, no, lovely night last night from those people that I know that attended. They thought it was a a great uh, tribute to a great man, Trevor Nisbet. And thanks for sharing your time and your experiences with Nizzy here on Sports Day WA. Gary Stocks, thanks for your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Peter. Good on you, Stocksy. Thanks for your time. Uh, much appreciated and gave us a good insight to, to the night last night and the great relationship that Stocks and Nisbet had uh, over all those years at West Coast. In the community series, uh, it is Melbourne 12-7-79, Carlton 8 50 44 seconds remaining in the third term. And the Matildas are up 5 nil after just over half an hour in the second leg of their Olympic qualifier against Uzbekistan. They now lead 8-0 on aggregate. The test gets underway tomorrow. Australia-New Zealand, Pat Cummings after the break here on Sports Day.